0: Steve, you're like Tiger Woods with his Sunday red, but you're Monday orange. That's what we'll call that.
1: Greg from Glasgow. Oh, yes, we're orange with the Glasgow. What are they Rangers, right? Yes. I look at you. You're you're such a. And it keeps me, you know keeps me keeps helps me keep me you know unbiased right not wearing not not mm-hmm. really just mm-hmm. just my unbiased orange. It's my unbiased it's orange. My, it's it's my unbiased orange. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's very, it's very neutral for as bright as is. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say that's a fair point. It's, it's pretty much it's, like me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
0: yeah, exactly. Um, Steve, we got a lot to talk about. Talk about this week. Uh, that includes Penn State's bowl game. We're gonna talk about the other bowl games because I I, I want to get into the the whole Florida State situation. Obviously, maybe some of the football aspect, but also I think some of the media aspect to it as well. Um, and then we sent out a survey. And uh, we got over 200 responses, absolutely floored by that. Uh, and there's cool. some pretty interesting results in here. That's all I'll say. So nice. we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Cool. Uh, but first, I got to give you the name of the podcast. And it's called Stuff Summer Says Podcast with Steve. Steve. Perfect. Great. Let's do this. Um, let's start here. Penn State will play Old Miss in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, That is it, Saturday, December 30th at noon on ESPN. And I think given the prognostications and everything that kind of shook out and played out, they got a pretty good deal in terms of having a relatively meaningful bowl game at the end of the season for for the way the season went and who they could have played, the way it was looking like they might have played either SMU or Liberty, Um, you know, looking at, some of the other matchups, they probably at least a favorable in terms of Vegas, a three point favorite matchup. Um, obviously there's a football game to be played. But yeah, I'm very excited. Uh we'll begin here. Are you gonna go, Steve? Is this are you gonna make a bowl trip this year?
1: Not gonna go. I think I'm watching some dogs and that's okay. I'm happy to be okay. a TV viewer because that's what this stuff is. Um, but you'll go to Atlanta, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. The flights are booked and the tickets have been requested. Good job. So- Oh, I think it'll be exciting. I think they're known for their hospitality. It's a good city. Um, it, it would be a fun game to go to, but I'm okay curled up on the couch with two dogs and hanging out and watching it. Um but excited for them. It's a good it's a good draw. Um feels like it. And I and I don't know, and maybe we could talk about it, like I'm not in the camp of I think any bowl game was, was a good game for them. They were gonna end up in the Peach Bowl no matter what, and I don't know that I cared who they played. And I know that I just don't think I don't think we're better than anybody – we're better than – or should feel feel that we're better than anybody else. I think it would have been fine to play – would have been fun to play SMU and see, SMU see what that fun. looks like. That's you fair.
0: Not Liberty, right? no. though.
1: So you think they're two touchdowns better no matter what? You just didn't want to see it?
0: I think – I don't think Liberty's a good football
1: team particularly. Okay. Um, um, that's fair. I, I just – yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think Ole Miss will be fun, right? Lane Kiffin will be fun. It's it's a, it's an SEC team that, that probably has some talent depending on who goes pro or doesn't. It doesn't sound like a lot may. And the same thing could happen on Penn State side. You know, some people may decide not to play.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see because you put it up against the juxtaposition of last year's game with the New Year's six also a New Year's Six Bowl, but it's also the Rose Bowl. Um the Rose Bowl means something. It's it's a part of it's a part of the fabric of this country, really, like in terms of at least sports wise. Um and Everybody, everybody who knows what the Rose Bowl is, even if you don't pay attention to football, you only pretty much know about the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl if you pay attention to, to college football or at least football in general. Um, so I'm interested to see there with, you know, like Kalen and Olu and and some of those guys that chop, probably they could sit out like, I don't blame them, um, I think this was talked about a couple of times. I'm really surprised that these bulls with the amount of money that they have, and obviously it's going to be much different next year, but I'm surprised that somebody hasn't figured out a way to kick them NIL money to make sure that, you know, Caleb Williams is opting out of, uh, out of the holiday bowl, but he's probably the main draw for that bowl to get USC in why not throw extra money, you know, that way to see if you can get them to play. Like I think these are corporate events. That's really what these are. That's this you look at every one of these bulls and it has a corporate sponsor attached to it. Let's call it what it is. Let's pay the players, you know, fifty K or ten K, whatever it may be in terms of NIO. I know you're not gonna be happy about
1: that, but I just think I'm trying, I'm taking deep cleansing breaths, I not know, trying to have I a know. heart attack. I'm um, just saying. I think. Oh. oh, I don't think we're far from that, right? I, I don't think we're, we're we're far from some bowl saying, "Hey, this is what we got to do to 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 maintain interest." And but at, at this tier, I think there's a business model. I you mean, know, maybe it's the Rose Bowl or some bigger bowls that do that, although they may not need to. It'll it'll be interesting to see what the playoff does. Right, you take That's some extra bowls saying. out of the mix, although I guess there's still going to be enough teams. And, and there's this stuff still. The, the business model still works for all these things apparently, right? Or they wouldn't be doing them. Um, whether it's es they ESPN ESPN owned games and they're just programming and it works that way for them, or whether the communities get behind it. Peach Bowl has a decent charitable piece to it, you know. So maybe this maybe paying people wouldn't be in their DNA in terms of what they do. But I, it wouldn't surprise me. We're not we're not far from that, um, or we're not far from the collective itself saying it. I mean, because I, 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 you just talked through the Bulls doing it. I mean, I'd be interested mm-hmm. in hearing the the players themselves talk through the financial piece of it, right? Like, okay, I could play in this game. Chance I could get hurt. That's why you don't play. But what's the upside? What does my agent think the upside is versus getting another two weeks of training in Florida or, or wherever they go for their camps? You know, it'd be interesting to hear that kind of stuff from someone. Who knows and says, okay, here's here's the decision that's being weighed. You know, what are the actual dollars and cents of the decision versus everybody just saying, well, he doesn't want to get hurt, so he's gonna go get ready for right. the NFL career.
0: I think about that in the context of like Olo versus like Kalen King. Like everyone knows, everybody and their brother knows that Olo is gonna be probably a top five, at least maybe top ten pick, um, kind of at worst. Kalen King is is, you know, probably in that range of of might go late first round, might go early second round, could go later. Um, and to me, it's like, do you want to get more game? Like, this is a, like with Penn State's matchup specifically. Like, this is a good passing team. Like, do you want to get more, more tape against a good passing team of showing what you can do? Like, is that risk worth it? And that's where, like, kind of going back to, you know if i'm getting if there's something sweetened in the pot that i'm i'm definitely interested in it is interesting to hear you come up with the the idea or, or say that idea of the collectives themselves like happy Valley united paying the players um because that kind of goes back to like the crux of the, the conversation or the question is like how much do fans care because that's where the money's coming from right like even if it's a company it's a that company is probably run or owned by a fan like how much do they care about these types of games and I think that's why for me, like looking at it here, like of the New Year six that are not the playoff games, the Penn State game is is the most interesting because you're not going to have, you know, like let's walk through it here. But you've got Ohio State. You're, they're already their quarterbacks, probably not going to be there. Florida and Georgia or Florida State and Georgia. That's the, the self-pity bowl really this year. And, and then, you know, Oregon and Liberty, like that's going to be a big game for Liberty, but not necessarily for Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's a, this is of the new year six probably the most interesting matchup because you probably have outside of the playoff teams the most likely the teams that played that got them to this point playing in the season. So yeah, uh, I think
1: the collective. I mean, they're getting, the players are getting paid now, right? I mean, all the players are getting something now. And we don't know, maybe maybe something already exists, but why not say, okay, this is the regular season stuff and, and if there's a bowl game, there's another 5K for everybody, right? I mean, I don't know how, how big the pool of money is. I mean, 5K times 100, right? That, that's a decent chunk of change. They have to raise more and, and make that happen. And I don't know everybody's doing it for $5,000. But I don't think we're far from that stuff. I mean, I, I'm not in love with it, but I don't think we're far from it across the board.
0: Yeah. And I think go back to your point about the, the playoff does change, the playoff expanding does change everything in terms of, then it's a conversation of obviously like, I don't think if you make the first round of the playoff, but you don't have the, if you don't, if you make the first round of the playoff where it's the, the on-campus games, I don't think you make a regular bowl. Um, so uh, it, the playoff does an interesting job of kind of making, at least putting a little more stakes for 12 teams in the country of the However many here, I guess there's, what, 80, 82 teams um, that are are going to a bowl over the next month or so. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to go to Atlanta. I'm very excited to check out that stadium. I've heard nothing but good things, nothing
1: but, um, you know. And it's a Saturday, right? So the Chick-fil-A will be open? That, that's,
0: I, that was my first thought when I when I saw that it was going to be the Chick-fil-A Bowl, was double-checking that it was going to be Saturday because I am very excited to get some Chick-fil-A in that stadium. Yep very
1: cool Um, so all right. anything else you want to add about the bowl game I'm sure we all have more to discuss no waiting to see waiting to see I mean I think people my sense is it probably won't be a lot of opt-outs I'm sure there'll be a couple Um, but it's always fun it's an interesting opponent you know Lane Kiffin's an interesting dude at least from from afar haven't had a lot of interactions with him but it'll be fun to kind of watch him play at the Penn State media and yeah I, I think it was a good draw for them so excited to see how it plays out for them yeah Yeah. All right, uh, let's let's talk through let's talk through the
0: the playoff situation, um, and kind of just focus both on the, that situation itself, but also kind of the media aspect of it. Uh, I ask you, Mister Steve Simpson, do you think it was the right decision to leave Florida State out?
1: I think probably but, not, but I'm okay with it. Like, I mean, I, it was either going to be Florida State or Alabama. It, it had to be. It couldn't be Florida State or. Texas, it just couldn't because Alabama beat them on the field. But then again, Florida State beat everybody on the field, right? So, um, and I think that's the Florida State. If this is Alabama thirteen and zero, people talking about them, their third quarterback, they're they're knighting Nick Saban and this resilient team and how they've done this wonderful stuff, and they deserve a spot for doing what a football team should do and fighting through adversity. It's Florida State. Nobody cares because there's no way. ESPN, which is getting ready to go into an exclusive all SEC contract and has the playoff games, was going to watch an SEC team not be in the playoffs. I don't think. I mean, they got Texas next year, so I guess that sort of counts. There's a, there it is. There's the right. Well, come on. You're, right? you just, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think they, Am did I, that naive? I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think there's that much big brother stuff going on. But I bet you if you talk to our, tend of the podcast, Amanda Gifford. Right, with no microphones around and and conis silence and said, "Hey, are you happy it's Alabama because you guys got the relationship with that with the SEC going forward instead of Florida State? She might be okay with that." But okay, all right, let me let me put
0: a pin or, or let me poke that balloon real quick.
1: That's fine. Good. It's
0: not like it's not like ESPN doesn't have an ACC deal, and it's not like they are. True. Florida State is the number two. Two and a half to one and a half brand in the ACC, the half yep. being Notre Dame. I, I don't no, I know. think
1: Florida State got a job in that way. I mean, everybody's overlooking what they're doing. Oh, it's just Iowa. Their defense is really good. Their offense, they've got more skill talent more talent at skill positions than Iowa does when people are trying to make those comparisons. I would have been okay if they'd have been in. I mean, I love the people from Alabama, but I would have been okay because I had a, an undefeated conference champ. And Alabama was a conference champ with one loss. Texas was a conference champ with one loss. And Texas beat them head to head in Tuscaloosa. I appreciate Texas had another loss, but I'd have been okay with that logic getting me there. And I'm kind of okay with, with what they did to get to Alabama. But yeah, if you're Florida State, you're ticked, right? You did everything you're supposed oh, to do. Yeah. Yeah. You they you know? got
0: every right to be to be pissed off. Right. I just I think it's the they, right. They may not be
1: one of the best. They may not, they may be again. They may be one of the four most deserving. They may not be one of the four best.
0: I, I think that's that's the crux of where I'm at with it. Is They are right now, as we sit here today, they did not show me at least Saturday night that they were a top four team in the, in the country.
1: But how <laughs> many dogs of games has your team played against teams in the same conference because they know each other? Those are the games where I, they just always I look think, bad, right? I think
0: the difference here is With the Ohio State situation, which is twenty fourteen, the first year of the playoff and Cardell Jones run, I think the difference is Ohio State went out and beat the crap out of Wisconsin that night. And Florida State could barely move the ball against against Louisville. Like
1: Louisville's about a halfway decent defense. Okay, but And everybody in the Big Ten West Sox. But but did did but but Florida State
0: didn't beat Georgia, who is a who was the number one team at the time,
1: yes. And but and here's the other thing it says we keep poking pins and doing whatever okay, else, right? All right, all right? Georgia's the knock on Georgia all season was they played one tough game, Missouri, right? Like everybody Fair. said their, their schedule was in, right? So, yeah, they're 26 weeks at number one. Okay, who'd they play, right? So, I mean, and that's what makes college football college football, and and we'll, it will end a little bit next year because at 12 teams, I don't want to hear from team 13. I mean, and, and honestly, I know it won't happen, but the selection committee should be disbanded and they should just combine the polls like they did years ago, combine polls in a computer and come up with a top 12. Nobody's going to be upset that they aren't in. I mean, the, some group of five teams going to be pissed that they got a bad draw or didn't get in. But, you know, Crimea river, you weren't winning the national championship anyway. So that'll get easier. But everybody knew that about Georgia. So I get why Florida State's ticked. And, I, and I'll – It'll be interesting to see if that game plays out. Like, you know, you call it the self pity game. And I think it is. But I think Georgia's going to be, maybe be ticked. The Georgia doesn't want to lose to Florida State, right? They don't want to lose right. the team that shouldn't be in there. Right. Florida State certainly wants to beat Georgia if it can, because its backup quarterback will apparently be back and healthy. It shouldn't be the third string kid. Um, and they want to prove that they're, at least, they were overlooked justifiably. And then they can make themselves some rings and. Call themselves, you know, the undeclared national champions, which Penn State fans have familiarity with in their history. So respect it, right? I I think
0: hundred percent of Florida State wins, they go the UCF route, and, and oh gosh, you have to, you, you have to, you, like,
1: I mean, UCF this, was only what twelve and 0 when they got their rings and did their stuff. This team will be what fourteen and 0 right? Right. Get some yeah. rings, baby. Have a parade. Right. You
0: have to. You
1: have to. Yes. Um.
0: I think so. Let's let's talk about the 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 media part to all of this. And I did you watch the selection show?
1: I, guess I did not. Starting, wait, wait, okay. wait, we were somewhere else. So I was checking. I was checking. Okay.
0: So let me, I just, I just kind of want to say this about the selection show. It was actually some of the most honest TV that I felt like ESPN has produced in quite some time, just because it was the entire panel kind of going at each other over essentially what we, the conversation Mm -hmm. that we just had, they're just more passionate and probably slightly more knowledgeable than us um, about it just a little bit. Um, And I think, I think that was brilliant television. And I I just kind of wanted to commend that, but I also think why not take it a step further? And I was reading, I I haven't read the entire piece yet, but there's also another piece on ESPN where they, they had an embedded reporter um, kind of covering and talking through the, the actual committee's, selections themselves Mm -hmm. why not why not give me like delay the the delay it by an hour delay it by five hours show it to me at seven o'clock show me the crux of that conversation from from how they got to that point i mean i know that there's a there's a selection process but give me give me transparency in the in the room as these decisions are being made and i think then people start to live with all of this a little bit better,
1: I guess, is what I'm getting at here. Um, and it's great to I don't TV. know if they live with it better. I don't know if they live with it better. or The selection committee members are getting, you know, shit yeah. from pick the, pick the fan base, right? So I don't know if that's the position to put them in. But I think a little bit, I mean, it's kind of like the NCAA tournament. And it, and it is what people complain about here. You tell us to schedule tougher teams. We schedule tougher teams. Not that Florida State did. But like, well, they did. They played LSU, right? And you tell us to do this. We do this. And then you change the rules. Right, and, and I think that's the problem with both the NCAA tournament selection stuff in terms of basketball and the seeds and whatever else. Do this, do this, do this. Oh, this year, we're, we're valuing this. Next year, we're valuing this. And it's kind of like a moving target. And, and the college football playoffs have been flawed since its inception. Four isn't enough. It should have always been eight, been eight. at least. And then somebody should have said, oh, we can make more money if it were 12. Right. But it should have always been eight. Here's our five and three at large. and Because and, you were setting you up for somebody – we just, you know, the Pac-12 has been hosed in the past and nobody complained as much because we have a louder media contingent in the East and the folks in the South watch more football than the folks in the West Coast, so they were bitching more. Um, I'd like to know a little more, but I think total, a total look inside at what they were doing would just set those people up not to be as honest and forthright as they might be in their conversations because they know people are watching. You know, it's easier to be honest when you're second-guessing than it is when you're making the decision, if, you know, people are going to be... I'd be scared of some of the Southern... I'd be scared of the Alabama fans if you were the good person in the selection committee. Now, I don't know. It would be nice to know, did you have to come to, to unanimity, right? To a 13-member committee. Yeah, like Things like happening. that. Like, you, you could dole out those pieces of, hey, it wasn't unanimous. We were split, but our bylaws say, as long as we have nine votes, we're good, right? Like, and that kind of I... stuff would
0: be interesting. That's what I was struggling with yesterday. It was like when Boo Boo Corkin was on there, like I was not getting that. Like it was just like kind of him talking and saying, "Well, th- this thing happened, and we're gonna." Do- and it's always that like, way. Yeah. "Give it to me." Like, uh, there's so much data. There's allegedly so much data packed into their decision. Give me that data. Present but that you data. Don't to
1: be- me. I, I see. I just don't believe that they make data because you went into the de- you went into the day knowing two were set for sure, right? For sure, right? So they're talking about three teams for two spots, realistically. One of them beat the other one head-to-head in this conference champion. So in my mind, without digging deep in the data, and you're not doing those people a disservice, you got three set. Like, like, let's just not overthink the game. You got those three set. Now it's down to Florida State and Alabama. And I think both programs could say, okay, strength of schedule, Alabama, 13-0, Florida State. You know, I think you could go through a couple different things, eye test right and it just comes down to i i, I don't it sounded yeah. like the eye test was the thing that decided it so forget your data right it comes down to whether we uh, feel you know right i feel like right. they use the data for an excuse when it's really just a gut feel i don't know here's the, i love here's that the mike leach thing has been making the rounds again on social media yeah. today with him like because I, I don't think he was wrong right like i i think that's great so
0: yeah uh, i don't know more I think about it, the more I've thought about it over the last umpteen years. Well, going back to your point of, it should have never been just four. It should have been at least eight or even six. Like right, like I mean, who are the brainiacs to put it together? I mean, that was it was flawed from the beginning. You have You right off the back, somebody's getting screwed if you have five Power Five conferences.
1: Right, like, and that's the way they set up the system. Let's let's say we got these five conferences plus some other teams might have like ah oh, let's just go with four. Yeah, stop. And it. so, so
0: I guess that would be my one. And then, and I haven't looked at the BC. I do try to take a look at the BCS rankings and I haven't looked at them this week. Um, but I, I would argue for the BCS system of, of computers and data. and
1: decide Yeah. Especially when it, we get to 12, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, at some point they're not, nobody's going to be that big of an outlier next year. right? Just run and, the numbers. And like, I think
0: people's problem with the BCS wasn't the fact that it was, it would get the, the, what was it essentially 12 again 12 teams wrong that go to the the bcs bulls it would just get the national championship game wrong right and that's the kind of crux of the problem that you can't if you can't get that right then like like that's it just should have it should have never been so it moves to 12 and i think i think we will never experience anything like probably from the time alabama beat georgia to the selection show noon yesterday ever again do you think because
1: I do no because I don't think the 13th team matters but I think the politics of hosting games right and and where that money like I, I mean again mm. somebody knows and maybe idea. I just haven't dug in enough like what's a home game worth whose money is it like is it, the, is it the is it the college football playoffs money is it the home team's money is it the conference's money and I did see a couple of people that were covering Penn State Whining at one of the projections of oh, if it's twelve teams next year. It's Penn State going to Ohio State. They should avoid conference matchups in the first round. Shut up! It is the playoffs. Like at this point, who cares who you play? Like, stop it! You can't. It's not. You can't keep them separate. There's twelve teams. Like, stop it! Just play. it tonight. You are. I just shut up and play. Like, give me the team that's in front of me and play. You know, right. if it's SMU, great. If it's Liberty, okay. Whine about it, but beat them. If it's Ohio State next year in twelve, go play them. You know, even if you play and, – and that'll happen less because we're the teams aren't – you're not going to play, right? The, the schedule in the Big Ten is going to change yeah. more. So the chances of you getting the same team in the playoff is less likely, although it's probably Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, realistically. Right. Um,
0: no, I, I don't – I I do agree with that. I, I, I've i kind of gone back and forth on it. Like, it feels weird at first to see a rematch, but eventually you're going to get – I mean, even last year, look at it. We almost had an Ohio State-Michigan Mm-hmm. national title game like in in a way it kind of almost could have happened this year depending on how the chips fell yep. um you know if a couple more teams lose out and, and stuff like that so I, I have no problem with the like i have at, at first it feels wrong at first but when you sit down and think about it more i have no problem with the first round matchups being
1: oh, on, new season the it's the playoffs here we go right like it's just yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament when somebody says, they look at the regions and they say, oh, the West region is the hardest region. Your team doesn't have to play every team in the West. Right. Your team only has to play the teams that show up in the line against it. Yeah, they might be higher ranked teams overall in that region, but you're not playing them all. You even so, look at the NFL. Like, right. how many times have the Steelers and
0: Ravens or Steelers and and, and Bengals played for even a, a conference championship to go to the Super Bowl, you know? So, Okay. Um, any bowl games that stick out to you? Anything that you're excited for besides Penn State's game? Or if, if you are excited.
1: For no, Penn I looked State. at, I looked at it. And I did, did. Nothing was really jumping. I mean, I'll watch the semis, obviously. Um, there was only like one or two that I was like, oh, okay. I gotta write that down. And why and do might've been, was it, is, does Virginia Tech play North Carolina? Um, Somewhere.
0: Uh, West Virginia and North Carolina West play Virginia and Carolina. Virginia Tech plays Tulane.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll check in on Virginia Tech just to see if they're any good. West Virginia and North Carolina looked interesting. There weren't any – like I said, I went through them quickly, right? And I I don't know. There wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I got to sit down and watch that game. So what stands out for you? The the Texas A&M
0: and Oklahoma State game, is that's like a good – that's a good matchup, I think, Like it, uh, in terms of the earlier Bulls. Um, I think there's something funny about the thought of Northwestern going to Vegas – Two days before Christmas, like
1: well, and like, Northwestern in general. I mean, I kind of thought, you know, good for them, right? Like I, yeah. I would kind of because we didn't get to see them. Did we see them this year? No. Yes. Yes. Did we? Oh yeah, there well, was that awful game out there. I, yeah, that was that I, awful I game that. out there where they started slow and then won. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the I don't know.
0: I also will just be tuned in because I'm a weirdo to all of these games, even.
1: It oh, depends on what holiday time. movies are up against it, but yeah, I mean, it's great background. I mean, all of them are reliable background noise, right? So that's yeah. the best part. Even if you're not invested, that's where you it's worth having on the background. No, I agree with that. Um,
0: that's all. That's all I got to say about bulls. We'll talk about Penn State's bull probably a little more. Um, let's say We should admit, briefly mention Penn State hired uh, Kansas's OC. Anything? Nothing?
1: Do anything for you? No. Okay. No, I'm bad. we'll see. I mean, you know, he's got to win some games. Got, got to play some games. Got to see whatever. He got himself an yeah. analyst today too from his school. I'm very panel, happy God for him. So there you go. I think they're not paying him enough. Actually, now that I, <laughs> if you want me to say so, well, no, he's getting half a million dollars a year. The head coach is getting he, what six, right? Or seven? You don't. You. You. I thought you were saying that, facetiously. Like, well, no, he's getting half a million dollars a year. The head coach no, is getting what? Seven? No, he's
0: getting one point. He's getting like one point seven.
1: Oh, is it two million a year? I thought it was two million for four years, and it was half a million. No, a year. no, you did the math wrong there. Yeah. Okay, then the big yeah. surprise. No, then okay, he's all right. Never mind. College con, baby. Read the headline. Sorry, read the headline. Math is our math is our strong suit. Um, okay.
0: Speaking of math, it's time to unveil our survey results.
1: I can't wait. This is exciting. I, they're they're very, in I, heat, so there must be some good stuff. Yeah, there's
0: there there's a lot of good stuff in here. Okay. So we've got two kind of segments and groups here. Uh, We're going to do it in reverse order, so to speak. So we've got... We're building to a climax. The media, and then we've got Penn State football. So we're talking about the media, then Penn State football. So which one are we doing first? Media. Media, okay. Okay. So we asked really two and a half media questions uh, this week, or this time around. Uh, one was related to the TV and how your, your TV consuming habits this season. The other one related to uh, where you are reading your Penn state information. Mm-hmm. This one, I think will be kind of always a recurring question for us on this podcast. Cause that's, you know, we do part of, part of what we do. So first question was, we asked you to essentially give a star rating to the four broadcast companies mm-hmm. that relate to Penn state's games this season. So that's NBC, BTN, uh, Fox and CBS. So, Steve Sampson, I want you to guess what was number 1. NBC. NBC was number 1. Uh, average rating of a 3.9, almost a 4. That was so that was our okay. highest highest almost, score. Okay. All right. BTN was next. Okay. At 3.5. This was a little bit of an upset. Okay? Yeah. And then CBS was 3.4.
1: Okay. Okay. So good. that
0: leaves Fox as our our bottom. Yep. All the way at two point
1: three. Okay. You so, know I think we're probably we are probably in, in this jury of people who are listening to our pod. We probably we have probably poisoned the pool of of, of people.
0: There were, we're there was at least one positive comment about Gus Johnson. There was a <laughs> there was one. I and, did not write. it on positive he sucks. So it wasn't me. Um, so, but then there were at least five negative, negative comments
1: about Gus Johnson. So it kind of balances oh, well. out. That's good. Well, I'm glad we didn't. No, well, that's, that's about, that's, I, I guess what BTN and CBS are a little surprised. Might I might have thought they'd have been flipped, but.
0: I would have had close. them flipped. I would have probably. So my answer is like, let's, I would have given NBC a five star. I would have given BTN probably a three. Cause I think they're solidly a three. Yep. CBS would have gotten the four and then Fox would have gotten the one. I would assume that's probably about your rankings.
1: I think so. I don't think I gave, I gave Fox probably a one, NBC probably a five and then CBS ahead of NBC or ahead of BTN. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, We did, we did also ask just kind of for some feedback. I pulled out the, media feedback or the tv feedback as well as the media feedback so we'll get to the the penn state beat feedback here in a second but i did want to read a couple of your comments because i think there, there's some pretty good ones in here um so at least like i said at least five negative comments about gus johnson but it was probably about 20 um so i just want to be nice to gus johnson and there was at least one good one so okay. i don't forget that one um This person says, I don't like having to pay for several sites for information or games. I don't pay for Peacock and never will. I listen to Steve on the radio. Depending who is doing the game, I turn the audio down and listen to Steve and Jack. I think this person actually might be my mom um,
1: because I know she does that, but... uh,
0: She might not be alone. I think she's not alone.
1: Somebody else is listening to the Slearfield commercials to sync their team or whatever it's called. um, Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that little PR thing.
0: Um... This next person says, trick, tricking us by airing it only on Peacock. I pay for cable, pay for B, Big Ten, and you do the reach around with, with Peacock? Great! An exclamation point at the end in all, in all caps. Um, more Peacock hate. Uh, we do not really pay attention to the TV station that covers the game. Just ha- happy to have it on. But not Peacock. Um, so that person was... Well, do that, uh,
1: get, they get to do that next year again for a game too, I'm sure.
0: And this person was packing like kind of a double punch of, of peacock aggression slash Penn state scheduling aggression. Uh, why the hell did we have a game on peacock? Why would we ever play cupcakes like devil Delaware? We need less low end opponents. Well, I have news for you. There's going to be there's still,
1: more. Well, new Delaware. God forbid they're hey, moving up. So it's not a, that's not even an
0: FCS game anymore. So exactly. All right. Time to unveil our top. The top five media places. People who who we asked. Who do you think covers Penn State the best? That was our question. Some of you, uh, pretty much everybody, answered this one. Um, it was very neck and neck for the top two spots. Okay. okay. So we're gonna go five to one yep. in the fifth spot. The Athletic. Okay. Probably would have been my. i number one. I think. Uh, number four, Penn Live. Okay. Um, so they're on there. Number three, the student population with Onward State. Huh. All right, and then number two, number two, again neck and neck between the next two, was Lions Two Four Seven. So in the uh, first spot was Blue White Illustrated. So
1: okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Those two sense. Um, them. they do good work. I think I Onward State, perhaps a little surprise among the other ones, but I those. They know how to serve their audience. I, that's a, I think that's what. They know how to, 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 yeah. to churn stuff out and serve their audience. So I, I think that's fair. I think that's
0: that's about how I felt about it too. Um, and a couple, couple of good lines of feedback here. Um, this one person says, Blue White Illustrated is the best. Sean, Ryan, Nate, and Greg are all pros. Enjoy T. Frank's YouTube show. They have it all. Um, another person who, this person selected statecollege.com. Um, is their answer? Uh, they said it's a tough one to pick. I really enjoy Audrey Snyder's work too, as well as Joe Smeltzer's engagement. Joe works for uh Nittany Sports now. And then somebody gave a friend of the podcast, Rich Scarcella, a nice little shout out. Uh, Rich Garcella with the Redding Eagle does a great job as
1: well. So uh, good for him. Yeah. He, got, he got the first question in the news conference on the Penn State side, I, I saw think, that. With, the, with the Peach Bowl too. So I saw that.
0: Yeah, there was, um,
1: there was surprisingly
0: like. The last time we did this kind of question, there was like a not negative. I don't think that's the right term, but like, you know, why don't you ask these type of questions? Like I, I think this batch of answers for as many responses as we get,
1: very, very positive. I think We fared it out those negative people. They figured they're not we are not gonna listen to them anyway. Yeah. So we've only got we've got the people singing in our choir, probably. So
0: okay. Good All stuff. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's uh that's that's it for the media portion. Uh, now we will focus in on the Penn State portion. So we asked you four questions and then also asked for some feedback. And I, I'm going to read a couple of the feedbacks um, at the end here. But I want to want to start with the, the first question, which was, did Penn State overachieve, underachieve, or meet your
1: preseason expectations? What would you have answered? What did you answer? For I put met my expectations, right, because I figured they'd be 10-2. I mean, I said 11 and 1, but realistically, we're used to 10 and 2, so I put met my expectations.
0: Okay. I have, I still have not decided how and how I would answer this. And I I think, I think maybe I'm in the TBD until the bowl game. Um, Was that an option in the question? So so wait, you're
1: you're baking the question for you. Oh, it was an option. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was an option.
1: So I think I put, I mean, even though we talked 11 and 1 here, I thought deep cleansing breath met my expectations because that's what they do. I think that's fair.
0: I think. I think that's a generally more in that land of late, like, as I've kind of had time to think so about. Who it. Thought, so, who thought? How many people thought they underachieved? What was the biggest one? So, fifty. The the, the winner of this question, so to speak, was fifty one percent of people said that Penn State met their expectations this okay. season. So we're all happy with ten and two mediocrity. Isn't that surprising? But also feels surprising, maybe just because of the vocal minority. I guess would be the
1: best way to maybe say so.
0: It. Or maybe this um, is just
1: an island of positivity. Maybe. Well, I don't know though. It's only it's only half an island because it's fifty-one percent. Thirty-six. We got one foot on the ground, one foot in the sand, and one foot in the water.
0: Yes, exactly. Thirty-six percent said Penn State underachieved, and then eleven percent said they will not decide until after the bowl game.
1: Okay, so So we still could be yeah, fifty-one, almost forty-nine, kind of. Yeah. Um,
0: Now, three people said they overachieved. So, um, good for them. Good for those three people
1: it totally so, was an island of positivity. They're probably the king and queens of the island, king and queens, and of, of, of our island of positivity.
0: I, I, I thank you I, if you're
1: I, still out there for those positive I, people. We need people like you in the world.
0: I think, I think the biggest takeaway from this survey, and we'll get to this as we go through these results, were how rational it was. Because I, I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of times people of Penn State football aren't rational, and I, I was very surprised by that. Um, all right, so our next question was, how confident are you that Penn State will make the, the playoff in 2024? Uh, I am going to put a, a five um, just because I, I think.
1: Oh, that fun. was a one through five stars? Yeah, one it was a one five through
0: five again. Through, I had a three. Okay, you had a three. The average rating was a 3.8. So okay, keep that so in mind. People are fairly confident. 70% of people answer, answered four or above.
1: Okay, so people expect that to happen
0: and then 4 was the most answered at 41%. Okay. So uh, that sets the the table there. The next question was how confident are you 1 to 5 that Penn State can win a national title under James Franklin. This was we have answers everywhere across the board on this one. It was a 3.1 average. So
1: okay. I think I had a 3.
0: I think I put a I think I put a 4 on this one. Um 20 the the leading answer was 3 at 27%. 4 at 24%, 2 at 21% and 5 at 17%. So really all over the board there. Uh, how I mean. many at
1: one? How many at one? Anybody said no? Uh
0: there were I guess there the probably about 6% off the top of my okay. head doing the math yeah. So
1: nobody adamantly negative. Okay, that's yeah. what we talked about. Okay.
0: Yeah. So again, very surprised. Um now, the question that you posed to me that derailed last week's podcast uh, was how confident are you in my in your lifetime that Penn State can win a national title parentheses again again the number one to five question it was the average answer was pretty much in the middle at 3.5
1: um wow okay I had like a I think mine was a two like I think I was milk toast medium three 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 two for this one okay so the
0: leading answer was five at 30 percent
1: wow god bless people
0: and then all the way at the other end of well, the, good. the spectrum
1: we should have asked how old they are
0: we, we should have asked that
1: sorry old. i mean i'm not there's probably all these young optimistic people like you were like yeah i got oh. 30 years left we're in good shape i don't know
0: i, I don't know Judging by some of the comments i don't think it was all young people uh and then 10 decon- percent people aren't young is what you're saying yeah yeah that's what i'm saying uh 10 said one said one so okay. Really all all across the board. And I'm pretty sure that one just went from five, five, four, three, two, one in terms of, of yep. order. Makes so, sense. Um, so That's I wanna
1: cool.
0: yeah. Let me let me run through the, the uh feedback here because I think there's some good stuff And again, very rational takes. This was there weren't irrational ones, but there there were quite a few irrational rational takes in here. Uh to the first question, it met they met. Uh if they win a New Year's Six, if they would, um, they overachieve. I think people are really underrating the idea that things are always evolving and that tends to change which schools dominate the landscape. Just ask Nebraska and Miami and USC, for that matter, or Georgia in the other direction. I think a lot of structural changes are either made here already or are on the way, both nationally and in the Big Ten, can help Penn State inch closer to a national title. So, again. um. fair. Okay. I like James. Frank, coach James Franklin want to keep him. I think he's a good coach and a good fit for us in the new college football uh, landscape. That kind of messaging came up a couple times, like people saying, "You know, he might not be like the best coach in terms of decision making, but in terms of dealing with everything that goes along with being a college football coach, he's he's doing a good job at that."
1: That was okay. interesting. Which is but the common accepted thing. Administrator slash CEO. Yes. Yeah. Fourth and five. No.
0: Which I think is very fair. And I think this year for me a lot, that's, that's where a lot of the failings happen. Um, I think this is a good one. I live in fear of Penn state firing Franklin and becoming Nebraska, which I think is that's, that's probably my biggest, biggest fear. Um, this one was really interesting because I have been kind of thinking about this and this goes back to our preseason question in terms of expectations. Um, and this person said, I hate when sports reporters, et cetera, hype up Penn State preseason. I'd rather us be overlooked and then show how amazing we are. I think the hype sets up certain fans' expectations, and then they get mad when the team doesn't win a championship. I think that is very fair this year. And I think some of that, obviously, like, collectively, we kind of sort of contributed to that. I said Penn State was going to be 11-1 and this year. I think some of that also, like, kind of really – follows drew Aller like i feel like that kind of fits in like you could just replace drew Aller with that and, and like he hasn't he didn't quite take that step and i think that's kind of the crux of this season um but he wasn't bad either so it's no
1: know, and uh, i think it's all i mean it's the way the media works in college football in general that leads itself to this stuff mm-hmm. because of Limited access, and we can talk about that. At a, but it just you're getting fed information, or you're watching recruiting information. Look, I thought Dante Cephas, the way people were talking about this kid transferring in. I don't watch a lot of games. I trust the people who supposedly know what they're doing from the fan side of me. I thought Dante Cephas was coming in and making an impact. Turns out, no, right. And and had he done that in any meaningful way, or some receivers done that in any meaningful way, maybe there's one more win, right? Right. Um, I mean, not that it's all on them, but that's just one sample example of a storyline that I think fans get and will happen in this next recruiting cycle now with the transfer portal. Oh, they got this guy to solve this solution. And that's what they're going to know is the story until it plays out on the field. And we won't know till next October if, if it really matters when they play some right. meaningful games.
0: Well, and I think that goes back to like the crux of what I wrote about after the Michigan game. So I just, even like with why I haven't really written about written about the new O.C., um, mainly because I just kind of need to see it play out. Like, I, I, I we bought into the Mike Ursa type, and it just kind of didn't happen. Like, it never never clicked the way we thought it was going to click. Um, and I think that is, yeah, I, I think Dante Cephas is a good another microcosm. So I thought that was a really, like, that that person really kind of, Those a very thoughtful answer, I think, in this question. Um, So shout out to that person. Um, I think this one's a good one in terms of the negative aspect, um, or at least I don't want to give you all positive stuff here, but don't care about non-CFB Bulls results. Opt out okay, in my opinion. Top 25 Power 5 programs um, are essentially the NFL minors. And uh, actually, like, James Franklin's developmental approach to bull prep, focusing on the young guys. And I do think that's interesting, um, just because I think that's the, I wonder, I think that about that a lot in the context of opt-outs, because I think this is the perfect time. Like use, why wouldn't you use this as essentially your spring practice before your spring practice almost, um, Because what do you mean? It doesn't mean
1: right. And at this point, it doesn't mean anything, right? Like, I mean, fans want you to win. You want to go down and perform well, but it doesn't mean a darn thing. Like, so if the fifteen practices, which everybody has learned over the past twenty years of bowl games, you get fifteen practices, they're the most meaningful thing. But if they are, then use them. Go ahead and get some reps for some younger kids. Keep your people healthy enough. Your football players who are studs aren't going to forget how to play between now and the game if they don't get as many reps. And improve your program. You know, focus on yeah. stuff you have to do. Look at process stuff. Self scout, self evaluate in terms of operations, those kind of things. You know, um, yeah, I, I think that's true. And I, I think we get caught up in, in winning and losing ball games. If you're not playing for the national championship, it really doesn't matter. You know, however, you can get better to improve your program. I mean, yeah, you don't want to get blown out, and I don't think they will. But if there's things that you can do during practices that that help you for the future more so than worrying about what's happened in December thirtieth, I don't think that's an error in judgment.
0: No, and I think, honestly, going back to what we were talking about earlier, and this will come up in the next point, uh, but the only bowl that is not a playoff bowl, and it only probably matters to one existing conference and now one gone conference was the, the Rose Bowl, right? Like, winning the Rose Bowl, I think, means a little bit more then Penn State winning the Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl over the last, like, you're always going to kind of say, okay, like, just because of what the Rose Bowl itself means to the culture and fabric of America. Yeah,
1: America. I think in terms of playoff in general, that's been the biggest, one of the biggest traditional losses for college football was the Rose Bowl, meaning something as a standalone entity, right? right. And that, that's shame, but it, now it's just another playoff game. Right. You know, right. every, and every I think so many years it'll be the game, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to our, our earlier discussion, I think this person I'm interested to hear it, what your opinion is on this person. We've got two more of these. Um athletes receiving NIL money should be required to opt in for the poll games. Thoughts?
1: That's not bad. That's kind of how I felt about that's it. That's interesting. Oh, sure.
0: That's that's why I pulled that one out. Cause I, I kind of thought mm,
1: that makes that makes kind of sense. Um so if they opt in and they get more money, like I mean, I guess what's the I guess you the, would opt in for what, right?
0: Yeah. Like, I guess you probably, it-
1: but, but here's the thing. They're all getting NIL money. I mean, I mean, any more, they're all getting consortium money anymore. Okay. Right. That's I mean, fair. every, every player is making five figures. Every player in the foot, Penn state football c- roster is making five figures from consortium money. Right. Which is fair. So, so, so that's, I think that's the the bugaboo in all this NIL stuff that people just don't know. The general fans don't know. It's like, they're all getting what's ostensibly NIL money. They're all, it's all pay for play. And 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 I, in terms of media, I think that's one of the things, because it wasn't reported, because people don't share numbers, because they're told not to talk about it. That's one of my disappointments in terms of the media now in the NIL landscape is I think that's fair information. I mean, it's private information, but I think the context of it, the context of it that everybody's getting money, people should more widely understand.
0: I think it I, – I just – and I understand why it's not. And maybe I just don't know enough about it, but NIL should almost be like 501 C. Like you, you should be able to essentially just get that and and see it that way. Like,
1: um, and I'm not begrudging the money. I'll come with you on, on your part of the Island where that's, they deserve to get something. But I think people miss the fact. And I, and I think there's a decent size of, of college football fans, decent portion of college football fans across the country. You don't like, who like, Oh, they're getting paid? Yeah. All of them. Beyond a scholarship. They are? Oh, okay. Well okay.
0: Let's do you think every player at San Jose State is getting played? Is getting paid? I think again? everybody
1: that everybody that's in the top 12 is getting paid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fair. No, that's that's accurate.
1: So I don't care about think, San Jose State. I mean, I respect them, but I don't
0: uh and I guess what I'm what I'm getting at here is like let's look. I think it just should be level set. Like, I think if you are a power five, it should be baseline. Here's $20,000 that you get in addition to your scholarship and $10,000 $10, that you get is in addition to your preferred walk-on or being a walk-on. Um, and then we get to like San Jose state or Arkansas state or insert. Max I think they'd here. be wise
1: to do that. Cause if they don't, And now I know we're getting off, but I mean, I think if they do that, that heads up, that's going to head off some stuff down the road with them wanting more money out of stuff. Right. Like I think if they set a baseline in a, in a, in a salary scale, right. Or, you know, this is what they get. Then, then they might not have people coming back for them saying, Hey, where's my TV money. We got 60 more administrators. Where's my money. I think they'd be smart to be ahead of the game or they're going to be in trouble. They're not going to be in trouble. They're just going to pay more money. You know?
0: No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right. And the last, thing i just want to end on this i thought this was a good one to end it could be worse you could be a pit fan so i thought that was
1: very pretty we got all the right fans listening to the show that's wonderful
0: that's all that matters
1: i do feel for them a little bit just just a little bit just a little bit bit. you know i (laughs) think happy i'm happy for former pit coach kurt signetti who's now the indiana coach like like it's just those those people you meet through that stuff so I'm, i'm I would love pit for Pitt to be good. I would be, and we'll talk about that in a future podcast, I'm sure, depending at what we got coming forward in terms of guests for rival, talking rivalries and whatever else. I would love for Pitt to be okay. good. Okay. All right. You don't care, but I would love for them to be good. I know. It means, it means some to you because you're the old guy here. Old and crotchety. Right.
0: This week's old guy, young guy. Let's, get, let's do this one quick because I know we're taking a little bit longer today, but uh, this week's old guy, young guy. Christmas season, the Christmas tree is up in the office. You can also see the Christmas trees behind me. Um uh two of our three Christmas trees are decorated. Uh the outside is also more lit than it's ever been. Here's what I want to know. Are color lights okay?
1: Sure. Everybody can have taste. Everybody you, you don't like diversity of lights? No. We we are just You are a white light family.
0: White light family. I do I I think Nothing looks tackier than the color lights. Oh, I got right. something that's
1: tackier than colored lights on bet. Um, I know you do. Know we you are know. all white lights. We are all white lights. So we're good. Um, we changed the layout a little bit this year because Susan wanted to change it. So that's fine. Um, and we've been all white lights on everything for years. The battle I consistently lose and get no support for is I just want one little inflatable in the yard. One little mm-hmm. sleigh, Santa, reindeer, mm-hmm. blow up inflatable. And Mm-mm. that's the face I get. So it's not going to yeah. happen. But you, you said, so you're to, saying our friends who celebrate the holidays with colorful lights are tacky. Is that what I heard you say? So when you go to see light displays, you grew up, didn't you grow up going to Lakemont Park?
0: Yeah. It's Were different. they
1: all white? No, that's different. I just. Residential is different
0: from commercial? Th- yes. Need- there's just something, there's something, I don't know. There, there's something, um, Cousin Eddie bringing his RV. Oh
1: my god! You you're <laughs> a light prude. We got through this whole time that turned out you're a light prude. I did. It,
0: it's my one like Christmas gripe. Like I go with the flow. Of pretty much any other Christmas tradition, but and I'm not big on the inflatables either. I have thought about inflatables, but not big on them. I, I I don't I mind I don't mind the like plastic ones as much as I mind the inflatables.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting support for either one. No. So no, no, we have we have manger scene, white deer, white lights. It's it and I think it's always been maybe we dropped in a color for something else. Like usually it's maybe some greens or reds around an accent in the house. So it's been white stuff outside, but I don't I don't I don't judge people with different color lights. No, they they may celebrate this holiday however they would like.
0: Good guy, Steve. Good guy. So do you Steve.
1: drive by houses that have different colors lights and just kind of shake your head on the inside?
0: There's there's several houses between
1: here and this the two stop signs to get out of our neighborhood that I go. <laughs> do they just have too many or is it just the colors? Because I'll get I'll give you when you go overboard and it's like every part they could land a plane. Okay. So <laughs> three houses down,
0: they've got too many lawn ornaments. About five houses that way. They've got too many lawn ornaments. if but it's it's because they have too many. Like there's way too much going on with the lights. Like they That's got right. candy canes and they got like this one weird tree wrapped in a light, and it doesn't look nice. Um,
1: I don't know. You sound like me giving out doling out coffee at church. I, I have like Old Testament rules for church coffee. Like little kids shouldn't be allowed to get it. You can't use more than one creamer. You got like twenty seconds to get your stuff together and get the hell moving along line. So yeah. <laughs> All right, I just I just want to
0: ask. That's well, it's great stuff. But look, I mean, like we decorate like it's it's clean, enclosed. clean
1: lines and white and pristine and having a plan. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, that's all. Yes, but if someone wants to be a little more, I don't. I may shake my head a little bit. They're they're happy with it. That's they're happy with it. You know.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I just I just can't believe somebody no. looks at their house and goes, "That looks good. I want that." <laughs> no, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> um. That's about it for this week's podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, put the survey results up on the blog so you can take a look at those. Uh, we will I'll probably write something this week. I don't know. Maybe we'll write something this week. That's not what the Lady Lions kind of continue to do. Uh, ranked for the first time, although I think they were losing tonight. So they got pounded. Maybe they lost. Great. Cool. Great. Uh, good thing I was gonna, wasn't was going to write about that. Um, so see how that goes. Other than that, um, we've got a podcast. You just listen to it. Five stars, thumbs up. Um, you can also go to our website. It's called StuffSummerSays.com. Uh, on that website, there is a section called with Steve. Steve, uh, We've got emails. Mine's Darian at StuffSummerSays.com. Steve's is.
1: Steve at Um, Are we missing anything? I think, we're missing it. I think that's everything. All
0: right. Twitter handles. Mine's at stuff server says Steve's is at Steve Sampson. We're done.
1: That's a great show.